0: All right, and we're back, everybody, another episode of Wildlife Cake and Cocktails. We've got episode 13 coming at you guys. Uh, we're going frogging again. Um, we're gonna be going to be, uh, going to be uh, heading out with Callum McKershaw and uh, with Lisa Owen. Uh, so Callum McKershaw, he's an honours student at the UQ uh, Ecology Lab studying the effect of chytrid fungus. Uh, infection on water balance in amphibians, and uh, we've also got Lisa Owen here with us. Uh, she's been on the show before. You know her as a UQ Wildlife Science Masters grad, and from Scales Wildlife Services. Now, obviously, last time when we went out frogging, we didn't find a whole lot. We were expecting there to be a thunderstorm, um, and it didn't happen. But we went anyway. Um, this time, um, there's a bit of a weather situation at uh, at lunchtime. The uh, Bureau of Meteoro- Meteorology. Uh, issued a severe uh, weather warning for a slow-moving thunderstorm detected on the weather radar near Brisbane. Um, So there's even been flash flooding in certain areas, up to 62 mil recorded in an hour near Inogura Dam. So I think uh, we should hopefully have really good conditions for frogs. Callum, how are you doing, man? What do you I'm reckon? great. How are you? I'm excellent, man. I'm very oh. excited to be out here again. Hopefully, we're going to find a little bit I, more I diversity. can already hear some in the back. I know. You can hear those so right good. now, hey?
1: I think we're going to have a lot of luck tonight.
0: Yeah. And Lisa, how's things? You came here straight from work, hey? I did, yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank Easy you so day. much for coming out. Um, and uh, have you been out frogging a lot? Obviously, you go out Not recently,
1: but yeah. Yeah, right. I
0: have. yeah, Okay, cool. And here around Karawatha? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep in this area, and there's quite a few out there.
0: Nice. Um, Obviously, I I haven't actually spent too much time here. This is is all fairly new for me. Now, um, so look, after all the main storms have died down, we're back here at the lovely Karawatha Forest. Um, It's about a 1,000 hectares of dry sclerophyll and eucalyptus uh, eucalyptus and open woodland, with native heats, creek lines, billabongs, and marshes. Um, So obviously, the conditions are a bit better than our last outing, so with around 320 plant species and over 200 animal species, including plenty of frogs, uh we're hoping for a very good night um yeah uh it's one of the largest uh patches of remnant bushland in brisbane and some of the last remaining wet heathland and melaleuca uh wetlands in the brisbane area um and of course before we get going we'd like to acknowledge the ugra people the traditional custodians of much of brisbane whose tribal lands include the krawatha forest now guys we're here with some um i've got a little bit of coffee obviously we're out in the field so we can't do the uh, cocktail thing but we do have some some cake We've, we've all got a nice slice here while we're mm-hmm. setting up on the front of the car, getting ready to go.
1: Amazing cake.
0: Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Mm. Mm. And um, what more could you want for um for a night of frogging? And we're actually um, gonna be going out using Frog ID, uh, which is a new uh, citizen science project frog app that we're gonna start talking about a little bit more. Um, now, obviously, you know, locations like this, there's a lot of creek lines. The weather's fairly warm today and we've had all this rain. so. Pretty much perfect conditions for frogs,
2: right Callum? Yep, it's gonna be fantastic. I got a mouthful of cake, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, just work through it, just mm. power through. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so, you know,
0: obviously location, weather and time. Tree frogs are best after these uh, uh, big rainstorms, which is what we were hoping for, uh, hoping for last time. A pretty warm evening, but again, you know, standard safety gear, shoes, torches, have your communication ready, first aid and hygiene. So avoid handling or moving frogs from waterholes. We're also bringing a little tub to wash our feed in and a little bit of uh, diluted bleach um, if we do happen to be entering a waterhole, which is mostly going to be Callum's business. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to be carrying the tubs for him. Um, so obviously we do this to avoid some of the infectious diseases we talked about last time, um, chytridomycosis being the main one, uh, Batrachochytrium dendrobatidis, the um, amphibian chytrid fungus uh, implicated in mass die-offs uh, and uh, at least four extinctions in Australian frog species since the 1990s including the Mount uh, Glorious Day frog here in Brisbane and also in Panamanian amphibian declines and uh, such as the golden frog, uh, Atelopus, At- Atelopus zeteki, uh, last seen in the wild in 2006 uh, and recorded on Life in Cold Blood. Um, is that about right? That's about right, yeah. yeah <laughs> wonderful. Yeah,
2: good. that's good stuff.
0: Um, and, uh, you know, what, 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 are you, what are you keen to find out here? I know you have a nice spot out here for tusk frogs somewhere as
2: well. Uh, it's somewhere, well, not out here. Not out, out here, obviously. In the Slacks Creek
0: area. In I found a couple area. of them. Well, um, it's going to be a bit of a secret spot. We're not going to exactly tell everybody where to find <laughs> all the threatened species <laughs> no. in the Brisbane area. But uh, there is some, you know, there is some lovely area out here to explore. Um, all right, guys, we're going to finish up, have a little bit of cake and coffee. And uh, then we're going to get on the road. We're going to turn the recorder and the mic back on once we're on the road and uh, we'll get back to you soon. Cheers guys, bye. All right, I'm not sure how much you guys can hear of that, but there are some wonderful frog calls that we're already hearing. We're just coming up to a little foot bridge, a little wooden foot bridge, and uh, I figure we're gonna have some pretty good luck tonight because there's a lot of frog calling. We just gotta find somewhere where we can get a little bit closer to the water, I imagine uh callum what do you think we're hearing at the moment so probably
2: sedge frogs i think are probably out yeah i think probably some of those wallum sedge frogs out there latoria phallics at the moment be the most abundant one we find
0: yeah we did have great luck with them last time all right well let's keep moving and see what else we can find all right so guys um onto some frog systematics briefly. Um, last time on the show, we were discussing the Hylidae family. Uh, that's, uh, you know, that includes the green tree frog, Latoria carolea, and the eastern sedge frog that we just mentioned, uh, little Latoria flower. Ooh, who's that swimming around? And, like, maybe, uh, a... oh, I got some more hens <laughs> that we have disturbed with our noisy podcasting. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, uh, you know, including the, um, Eastern sedge frog that we were speaking about, all in the hylidae family. Now, I believe in uh, 2005, the hylidae frog family was split into three subfamilies, the hylinae, the Pelodryadinae, and the phylomedusinae, um, all in around 2005. Now, these have since been elevated to full families. So, for example, in uh, Duelman et al., 2016, um, phylogenetics classification and biogeography of the tree frogs uh, in the journal Zootaxa, um, uh, the Australian Papuan Hylid tree frogs are included, um, uh, you know, from the subfamily family Pelodryadinae, uh, now in a full family of their own right, Pelodryadidae. Pelodryadinae to Pelodryadidae. Um, and this is, you know, um, straight from the abstract. A phylogenetic analysis of sequences from 503 species of Hylid frogs and four outgroup taxa, um... 19 genes, uh, 16,128 aligned sites. The molecular data was used, uh, were su- subjected to a maximum likelihood analysis that resulted in a phylogenetic tree for tree frogs. Uh, a conservative new classification based on the tree has three families comprising an unranked taxon Arborane, So rana as in frogs and arbor as in arboreal. So I guess mm-hmm. that's the overall tree frog unranked taxa group above those uh, new three families. Mm-hmm. Um Pretty interesting stuff. So, last show we were talking about the Hyla Day. Seems perhaps we should have been talking about the Pelo Um Yeah, many thanks uh, as well to uh, the incredibly know- knowledgeable Mr. Scott Iper from nature for You for his corrections there. I uh, hugely appreciate it. You can check him and his menagerie, menagerie out at wildlifedemonstrations.com. Um, in fact, for all of our listeners out there, uh, we're more than happy to include any proven scientific corrections y- you might have. So look, if I get sloppy, call me out, yo. <laughs> Science is all about being um, open to new information. So please, if you catch me slipping, drop me a message or a comment, and uh, we'll get back to as soon as we uh, to you as soon as we can. Um, so look, Callum, pretty interesting how phylogenetics is changing our understanding of some of these relationships, right?
2: Yeah. Well, previously a lot of classification has been based on morphological traits, or um, and as we have. Um gain more knowledge with these molecular techniques you'll find a lot of animals and animal um, families are going to be shuffled around and species brought in taken out um, depending on what we find with these techniques
0: yeah that's right
2: and and obviously
0: you know uh, amongst the the morphological methods there's going to be you know uh, different weighting on certain different characters whereas when you've got something that's kind of um as you know uh, I guess, quantitative as DNA, you can get a bit more of a hopefully if you get a decent sample size, you can get a better estimate.
2: Yeah. Um, I also I guess it depends on what you're using to classify these animals. Like if um, you're using, say, mitochondrial DNA because that's quite conserved, you'll get different pictures unless you compared to say DNA that changes quickly, you'll see much more divergence and you might tend to classify things as separately when depending on this mitochondrial DNA, they, might, they should be in the same family. It depends what kind of genes and metrics we use to define how these families should be made. Right, right. And obviously, Lisa, we see this
0: in a, a lot of other species as well, in reptiles, in mammals and uh, primates, which is your
1: yes more, 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 <laughs> more of
0: your speciality, right?
1: Yes, we do, yeah. yeah. And, and um, like Kellen said, we're going to be seeing more of that as we get to know more about these species at a different level.
0: And is there a, is there a new species of orangutan now as well? Da-da. Yes.
1: <laughs> there <he> I <is. laughs> uh, can't remember what it was now. No, it, neither it do was I. It um, was in, it Sumatra or? I believe,
0: see, look, this is what happens when we, we go for an impromptu frog podcast <laughs> yeah. without any planning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, look, uh, we're, we're going to keep on walking and um, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, some, uh, some more amphibian uh, stuff in a bit, but we're going to walk on and see what we can find. We'll turn the recorder on once we've had a bit of a look and, uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. Cheers, guys. Bye. Okay, and we're back. Um, we're down by a lovely, um, water body here, um, on the, uh, on one of the circuits here at the, uh, Karawatha Forest, and, uh, things are looking promising. There's a lovely area, there's a lot of moisture on the ground, so I guess we're just going to keep wandering around. Um, Lisa, did we figure out what, um, what was up with the orangutans?
1: I did, I got my brain back in gear. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, there has been a new species discovered of orangutan, so that makes the third species now of orangutan. Fascinating. Um, It's been found in northern Sumatra. Uh, There's a population there which which was known about since, I think it was first recorded in 1939 or around then, but they haven't actually been able to determine it as a... describe it as a separate species until now, so they've done a lot of studies on genetics and morphology and... Um, they've found that this is a separate species. It's called the Tapanuli orangutan, or Pongo uh, tapanuliensis. And, yeah, so uh, it's the third species of orangutan, and it's actually the the first new species of grade 8 that's been described since the bonobo almost 100 years ago, so it's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, wow, what an achievement, hey?
1: Although it is already under threat. (laughs) unfortunately there's only been um estimate of 800 of these guys left in the wild yeah right so they're pretty uh heavily threatened
0: yeah that's not a massive population size is it no wow look at some of these uh lovely low little depressions here as well we're starting to hear a lot more uh croaky sounds as we approach some of these bigger water bodies here along this track so where's callum gone off to i think he's uh he's searching down there for something else (laughs) So anyway, guys, we're out here um, as well. Um, Callum has on his uh, his phone, and uh, so do I, for that matter. Um, the Frog ID app. We can't, you know. I'm very excited about having to play around with this, first of all. But you know, we really couldn't be um, happier to be out here having a having a look at this new new uh, new little device, uh, new little app. Basically, um, it's uh, you know a fantastic frog id uh app that will help you find record and validate local frog calls in your area so uh this is straight from uh you can go check them out at www.frogid.net.au um so why frogs count australia has 240 known species of frog all of which uh almost all of which are found nowhere else in the world um some are flourishing but others have declined dramatically since the, the 1980s and four have become extinct as we mentioned Uh, Frog ID is a national citizen science project that is helping us learn more about what is happening to Australia's frogs. All around the country, people are recording frog calls with nothing more than a smartphone. With the data obtained through Frog ID, we are able to track the cane toad and identify where frogs are thriving and where they aren't. And by matching calls to weather and habitat, we are learning a lot more about how different frog species are responding to a changing environment. This information could be crucial in saving Australia's frogs so very fascinating stuff you can um if you're out in the field obviously like kind of like we are um and like callum has done you can download the frog id app create an app uh create an account and it's pretty much that simple you can go out find and record and help validate your local frog faunas calls and all you really need is a smartphone um there's you're going to be hearing uh croaks whistles bleats and barks and uh you know every frog has a, the, this unique calling pattern and by recording a frog with the new app Frog ID, you can discover which frogs are in your backyard and around you, in you know wherever you are, really, and help us count, help uh, you know, help the Australian Museum uh, count frogs all around the world. Uh, at, at even at home, you can become an audio DNA expert by joining the online community. You can learn how to listen and validate frog calls submitted through the Frog ID app from all over the country. Um, so this is helping this valuable citizen science program from home. Um, so everybody can do their part to help frog conservation, which is absolutely awesome. And, uh, we've actually been having a bit of a play around with this app, haven't we, uh, Callum?
2: Certainly have. So I've been, I can hear a whirring tree frog. Oh, really? We can hear a couple of them calling around. I'm trying to find them. And, uh, you and have, have a look. But w- and we can obviously, you know, using frog ID. Um, we the certainly app, can. We can play the call back. Yep. So all you have to do is record through the app for 20 seconds the uh whatever's happening around you it's a minimum of 20 seconds and look i'm 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 watching
0: callum right now he's got the app out and he's uh started recording so i'm going to be silent
2: of course they're quiet for that 20 seconds but that's okay (laughs) so you stop recording you've got to click what habitat you found it in a natural area rural backyard city or other and what water body size you found them at and then you get a list of calls that it could potentially be Uh, you tick what you think is closest to your call and submit and Hopefully, someone at the whoever they employ will verify that call as soon as they can, and you get to see what's around at your house or wherever you like to go around. Well, it's
0: it's absolutely awesome. You know, um, it's it's free to get involved in you know a groundbreaking nationwide citizen science program to help Australia's native frogs. Um, and you know, literally, you can do it on your phone out in the field or on your laptop at home, helping analyse those calls that are going to be submitted. Some of which are going to be submitted by us tonight. <laughs> so you know we're very excited to be out here using this app anybody at home can jump on it you can check it check it out at frogid.net.au or go to australianmuseum.net.au forward slash frogid project um all right we're going to keep looking and see what we can find um we'll turn the recorders on in a minute and uh we'll be back with you soon i think there's a plane going overhead how's that timing all right guys we'll talk to you soon bye all right and we found our first frog of the night lisa what did you find here
1: a little teensy eastern sedge frog.
0: Yeah, so that's definitely Litoria phallax. and he's probably maybe smaller I don't know. than
1: my fingernail.
0: Yeah, smaller than your fingernail. Um, so I'd put him at maybe you know, five millimeters. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, he's he definitely is. a little guy, and uh, you know this is a. Ooh, there we go. Some interesting frog sounds up above us. But these sedge frogs are uh, you know obviously very common. We found plenty of them last time. So uh, you know, there's plenty of other interesting stuff here for us to find. I think we're going to start wandering around and just see what we can find out here. Um, Lisa, how did you buy, how did you come across this one? Did you find i shine or did you just spot him on the, on a torch?
1: No, I just came over to look in the sedge, and behold, there <laughs> he is, sitting <laughs> on some sedge. <laughs> a sedge frog
0: and some sedge grass, wonderful. <laughs> all right, no worries, uh, and we've got a few photos of it, all obviously going up. Let's see if we can find some uh, some slightly rarer, more interesting amphibians. Mm-hmm. Um, oh he's of course he's interesting he's (laughs) lovely and beautiful all right we'll be back soon guys and guys um we're just down here by the creek line and we're looking at some of these uh beautiful little sedge frogs we found we've actually found four in one spot and they're not far away we have a juvenile brown tree snake boiga irregularis um at a small size like this they're massive frog eaters and uh being nocturnal you know they really don't need a very high temperature he's very happy just sitting here in an ambush position and we're getting some fantastic photos and uh, really not disturbing him at all he hasn't moved he's still in his ambush spot just hoping for one of these little litoria phallax uh, eastern sedge frogs to uh come come by there's actually one less than 40 centimeters away <laughs> How cool is this, Lisa? You got a little baby brown tree snake right there in front of
1: you. I'm so happy right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> When's the last time you've seen uh, some uh, cool reptiles?
1: It's probably been a few weeks, so <laughs> having withdrawals. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Callum, you're not much of a you know you're not typically much of a snaker, but uh, obviously you know these little uh, brown tree snakes they're not massively venomous and they are absolutely stunning at this oh, size.
2: A little cutie, he's yeah. awesome. I don't find a lot of them, or I just don't notice them, and I'm really like it he's he's lovely and he's been very accommodating with all the pictures so he's good little snake
0: yeah they're they're a beautiful little snake fantastic arboreal uh, climber and uh they've got these amazing elliptical cat's eyes which are you know vertical basically rather than a circular which uh, is why they get given the name night tiger um by some people but obviously you know the night tiger very very adept at being out at night and hunting frogs birds small mammals lizards geckos all that kind of stuff what a phenomenal little snake this is super cool <laughs> guys we found a brown tree snake while we were looking for frogs <laughs> i'm very excited you, you know, know what you're find and now. look you know there's within about a meter there's uh you know one two three four frogs as well which is very very cool yeah <laughs> we'll have a bit of look at them in a minute oh man very exciting all right we're obviously going to get a few photos here And uh, we'll um, we'll, uh, start recording again once we um, hopefully find some more of these frogs or some more snakes. Either way, I'm very happy. Talk soon. Bye. All right. What have we found here, Lisa?
1: A beautiful tawny.
0: Tawny frogmouth. Wonderful nocturnal predatory bird. Um, So obviously, you know, we've seen a few frogs and some lizards Mm. already um and uh these nocturnal predators are going to be out here in force uh, amongst the other owls and uh, night jars and things like that but 20 frogmouth's not an owl correct correct yeah wonderful bird look at the big orange eyes i don't know he's just checking us out so much right now he's
1: gorgeous
0: yeah absolutely so obviously a lot of nocturnal predators out here what
2: are the main stuff that's going to be feeding on frogs um aside from uh you know snakes well i again birds would to have a decent go on them and i reckon any small mammals that can get their hands on um frogs uh frogs are to be honest everything's breakfast um <laughs> they they're very oh cool. there he goes He's taken um, the reason they're so good at camouflaging and they're so hard to spot is because they're so highly predated upon right and so Obviously, they're copying it from all sides, so they're trying to make themselves as invisible as possible, which is why it's so hard right now, because they're not calling <laughs> and making themselves obvious in their habitat for us to find them.
0: Yeah, right. Well, look, we've obviously tried one spot down the other side. Where We're heading down to check out a couple of other water holes and uh, see what we can find. But, uh, yeah, not not as great conditions as we hoped for.
1: <laughs> the uh, night is still young.
0: The night is still young. we still got plenty more spots to check out. Look, let's get on the road um, and... Uh, we'll turn the recorder on once we find some more stuff uh, cheers guys we'll talk to you soon okay we're hearing what we think is one of the uh gungans the uh, toadlets paraleia. but uh <laughs> the grass is very thick that being said we have our frog id app callum is to get out right now right. and we're going to give it a shot um so We're going to wait for 20 seconds, you guys will hear a little bit, and then we're going to see how we go with this app. All right, and go. There we go. All
2: right, so we've got eight potential matches. All right. All right, so...
0: How cool is that? So, obviously, it's um, run that sound through a bit of bioacoustics and, and tried to match up the waveforms and, and, you know, wave functions of, of what we've recorded onto the database of um, frog sounds that they have. Um, and we have eight different potential options. Um, yeah. What's uh, What do we got?
2: That sounds pretty good. And
0: that's the playback.
2: So that's the copper-backed toadlet is one option.
0: The copper-backed toadlet and the scientific
2: name of that is Pseudophryn raveni or oh, yeah, something. Pseudophryne, Pseudophryne.
0: There you go. Wonderful. Maybe it is Pseudophryn. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to say that. <laughs> okay, Pseudophryne. So potentially we um, where are uh, we hearing some of the little uh, copper-backed toadlets. That's that's a uh, fascinating app it is absolutely fantastic that just from the sound that we're hearing in this grass we can't see any of these frogs (laughs) we've tried to uh, triangulate a few and um you know they're just so deep in this leaf litter that it's, it is quite difficult to find them physically, but...
2: Yeah, they um, grow up to three centimetres long. <laughs> so we're, we're pushing shit uphill. We're not going to find these frogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, at least we can identify them by the course thanks to this wonderful app. So, look, we're going to keep keep on walking. I'm going to go over there and see what Lisa's found. We'll go for a bit of a wonder. We're in some fantastic, lovely sort of... Um, wallamy uh kind of areas what do you got lisa yeah you're, you're trying to triangulate one down yeah. <laughs> so it does often actually help to have two people doing this so i'm going to grab a different angle to lisa and then we're going to try to work on the same sound a little bit is it that um noise that you're hearing out there to the right lisa ah uh, okay well, I guess we're, we're just going to have to keep on looking and trying. Um, Fascinating. I love that frog up. but it's, uh, it's, um, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll uh, get back to you shortly once we've uh, found some more cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. And that sounds very interesting. got frog id out <laughs> we've, we've got an interesting call that's coming off the side of the path here and uh, we're just trying to figure out what it is using the uh using the app here before we go stomping around in there too much all right we're gonna have another listen here Of course they stopped calling.
2: No. No. (laughs) Not quite right. No. Getting close.
0: Frog. Yeah, that's the one. So what you're hearing now is the uh, the call that we're playing off frog ID. And hopefully we'll get them calling back. Uh,
2: uh-huh. That's a Latoria gracilenta. Gracilenta. So, so that's the graceful tree frog. They are such a gorgeous little frog. Yeah. Lovely little thing. But often
0: fairly high up in the canopy and not exactly yeah. large. Exactly. So that's going to be a struggle to find if we're, if we're going to. And it seems to have stopped calling now.
2: I would love to.
0: Maybe we'll go play some calls in there.
2: Absolutely. And let's might, go do it. We'll have a chat back to us.
0: Okay, so we're going to go in there and uh, play a few so calls. A uh, some Littoria calls. Some Litoria uh, uh, gracilenta calls, some grace isle tree frog, is that correct?
2: Graceful. Graceful. Graceful or dainty is what it's called okay. quite often. So, uh, we can hear him now. Uh, They get to 4.5 centimeters long and are lime green or olive green with bright yellow sides and feet and often a um, yellow stripe from nostril to the past the eye. Wonderful. And are we going to try to
0: uh, play some calls for them now? We definitely
2: are, so I'm going to load that up now. the distance yeah it
0: is (laughs) (laughs) wow wonderful okay let's see if we can triangulate on him a little bit now i'm gonna let you guys obviously do most of the work i've got these uh, big cans on my head i'm walking around with the microphone in the wet grass so (laughs) okay so we're approaching lovely sedge frog dam Guess we'll start looking, hey. So that in the background is the cane toad call, hey.
2: Yep. Um,
1: Okay, Lisa, what have you found here? I found a little dentata, <laughs> <laughs> which looks very much like a sedge frog, but upon um, further inspection, we've seen that it's got orange eyes and, yes, yeah, and different markings to a sedge. So.
0: Yeah, it's got some of that lovely, sort of um, blotchy, creamy coloration on it, yeah. and that orange uh, top half mm. of the eye. Yep. Wow, and he is tiny. You know, Absolutely again, it, you would
2: mistake it for a sedge frog because mm. of how small it is. You know, he is a little brand new metamorph i think he must have just absorbed his tail and he's out looking for something to eat i think he's that small yeah wow
0: and um you know I, I i guess we're hoping that we're going to find some other species around here and it just shows how much attention you have to pay to these tiny tiny little frogs and the differences, because it sure does look like
2: he'd sit on a five cent piece easily yeah, yeah. and easily
0: and if you didn't have a close look it would be very easy to mistake that for just one of the uh, brown brownish morphs of Latoria phallax but he's got that beautiful orange eye and uh you see that? yeah that weird little rocking movement and uh yeah those beautiful creamy patches on him as well oh I know wow look at that so that's uh Kepistines tree frog or the bleating tree frog Latoria very... dentata. Oh. dentata fantastic find and obviously we're hoping to find a few more of these and hey, look at this this is mating uh oh, yeah. mating insects going on right hey. here or oh, or oh. Is that males fighting over a female Could be. <laughs> all kinds of stuff going on there's mating insect
1: she's just pushed him to his death by the way
0: and uh look we can still hear that in the background so that is um and we're going to go to try and find that at some point that is uh cane toad calling we believe yeah so we're going to try to track that down and see if we can uh see where that's all coming from and what's okay, going on over yeah. there yeah <laughs> all right guys we're going to see what else we can find in the area wow great find lisa awesome kepha tree frog <laughs> all right littoria dentata let's see what else we got cheers guys Woo. Oh, so i'm only uh about half a meter away from some of these calling littoria phallics beautiful green males fairly small I'll get the mic right up to him, I'll keep my torch off him, see if he'll call. Loud, hey, and that's uh, we believe that's cane toad, is it? Yep. The if you want. Yeah, we'll we'll see what frog idea gives us. But uh,
1: hmm?
0: you finding things already, Callum?
2: No, I thought I heard a squeak. A s- still on something. Ah, that's <laughs> all.
0: see what we find once we get a bit closer to this water body. Do you hear them uh, making their breeding call? Alright, we're uh, just uh, slowly combing our way around another one of these water bodies. Man, there is some uh, cane toad calling action coming. <laughs> so many spider webs around who was <laughs> that that just jumped into the water all right as it's uh why they have stopped calling now all right all right we'll see what we can find around this water body and uh switch it back on soon okay so look uh, I, I guess conditions still not uh not exactly what we would want we probably need to get here a l- even after a little bit sooner after rain than
2: we than we than we have is that right Callum? i believe so i think we've missed our little window or we're just not looking in the most in the best spots for diversity <laughs> one. well look um you know uh, that's kind of what herping is all about you got to get
0: out there and try that said you know we found um latoria phallics again we heard latoria
2: carilla and you heard the whirring tree frog as well something uh yes we think so we definitely saw the little um dentatas they were cool but we didn't they weren't big enough to be hearing any calls and um at the other place i'm still yet to pin down what he was
0: right okay well look interesting stuff anyway and um we're uh, we're slowly heading back to uh, to go check out your tusked frog spot at some point, hey?
2: Yep, for sure. Hopefully we'll, they'll prove to be old faithful and come out for me tonight, but we'll see. No
0: worries, all right. We'll, uh, we'll have our fingers crossed and we'll just walk up along this drainage as we go. Lisa, you've, uh, you're going to have to head off a bit before us. you got a big day ahead, hey?
1: I do, unfortunately. Sorry, I'd like to stay frogging with you all night, but... I will fall asleep tomorrow if I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, you, you came here straight from work already. So, look, we thank you so much anyway for coming on. Um, it's been, you know, always a joy and a pleasure having you along. And um, having your fauna eyes on the ground is never a bad thing.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me again.
0: No worries. Always welcome. Um, so, look, I, I guess while we're, uh, while we're walking back to the cars, before we uh, before we say farewell to Lisa, we should probably talk about some of the threats that frogs are facing here in... Um, in Queensland. We, we, we did already discuss last time, you know, some of the threats from um, chytrid fungus, of course, um, and uh, land clearing and development. Basically, anywhere where there's development and loss of habitat is going to be affecting a lot of the waterways and
2: hydrogeology and the frogs. Is that right, Callum? Yes, certainly. So... Currently, the extinction rates of amphibians are anywhere between um, 211 to a 1,000 times that of background extinction rates for amphibians.
0: Wow, that's massive.
2: So, yeah, so amphibians, species in general, come and go. This is a normal part of life. So we call that the background extinction rate, what normally happens. And we've used the fossil record to help inform us of that rate.
0: Right. So, look, certain species that evolve are just not going to be Uh, as successful as other
2: lineages and they're going to die out. Yep, they're just unlucky for some reason they just didn't quite fit the bill they couldn't cut it. And uh, frogs
0: uh, well they're obviously quite uh, environmentally sensitive species.
2: Yes, yep so they're extremely permeable skin as well as living in uh, the water as tadpoles and on the land as animals makes them particularly susceptible because they can be hit on all fronts. They're you know, permeable skin will absorb any pollutants quite readily, as well as just them being in contact with so many different areas or sources of potential pollution.
0: Right, right. Hmm.
2: So quite a few challenges there for the old frogs. Certainly are. So there are at the moment three ma- two main hypotheses, sorry, on kind of frog declines and their causes. So you've got the first three are um, introduction of alien species over... Um, Overexploitation, exploitation and then you've got the um, oh Christ, it's escaped me that last one. And parasites, pathogens, things like that? Uh, no, that's the next, so that's, those two are part of part one, and then the third one are parasites and pathogens. We've got global changes, such as um, increases in the amount of UV hitting the um, Earth's surface. So another experiment in our lab has looked at the effects of UV on tadpole development. And they found that low temperatures and high UV have extremely high mortality because the UV damages DNA. Right. And so, obviously, you have proteins in your body and enzymes to repair this DNA when it's damaged. But at lower temperatures, this process is slowed. Right. So that high dose of UV combined with a low temperature, means they can't keep up with the damage, essentially. That repair mechanism doesn't keep up okay. with the damage caused, and so they lead to higher mortality.
0: Right, and I, I also understand there's a there's some connection between, um, I guess, uh, the amount of UVB and UVA at high altitudes and the effects of chytrid fungus on um, frog skin.
2: Yeah, so potentially there can be carryover effects as... Um, larvae are exposed to uv their immune system could be compromised in some way making them more susceptible once they metamorphose as well as just the frogs in general being exposed to more uv as an adult could somehow uh, affect their immune system
0: right so look obviously um they're sensitive little bioindicator species um sorry i'm just going to stop flashing everybody in the eyes with my head touch. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why this frog ID and uh, and uh, the citizen science projects that Australian, Muse- Australian Museum are doing are, are so important, you know. It gives you a... you know It allows them to take a much bigger picture across the country about the state of amphibian declines.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic, because there's only so many studies, so many um, things that institutions, governments can fund. So it's fantastic that we've got citizen scientists going out and performing these population studies for us, seeing what species is where at the moment they haven't got like a species number so it's just species richness but we're finding out more and more information than we could with just the resources we have yeah, a free absolutely. app gets yeah. us so much information
0: absolutely uh, what about you Lisa I was blown away with how easy it was to just go out there and kind of record frog calls and, and get like um, you know you, you're looking at wave frequencies on your phone that match up um you know the different types of frog calls with what with what you're recording out in the field it's pretty cool
1: Shazam for frogs <laughs> <laughs> but no i think it's fantastic and I, and I think it's um you know we'll be able to do this for a lot more species and we'll be able to get so much information that we just couldn't get otherwise so
0: See, now I'm thinking they should have marketed it as, a, you know, Shazfrog or Frog's one of the other.
1: Frog's Am. Um, all
0: right, Lisa, I think we're going to have to leave you here. Um, we're going to go look for some tusks frogs, but you've got a big day ahead. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure having you on, and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you some point soon.
1: Good luck with the rest of your night.
0: Yeah, hopefully we'll find something cool. Hopefully we will find them. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much
2: for coming along. As well. Thank you.
0: No worries, guys. All right, we're going to turn off the recording. Head over to uh, Callum's secret tusked frog spot at uh, a lotus, at a lotus, at a Is that correct? It's like Slacks Creek. Uh, no, no, I was saying the genus name. Don't oh you. no, um, I don't <laughs> bother with that. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, too
2: much pronunciation.
0: No. Okay. All right. No worries. All right. We're we're going to jump on the road. We'll see you guys soon. Cheers. Bye. So it's like almost a tick-tock sound with okay. the two of them going. But those
2: pock. Yep.
0: Those are uh, Limno dynasties Peronii.
2: Certainly.
0: Striped marsh frog.
2: Striped marsh So they love to breed in ephemeral waters. So waters that kind of... Flood and pop up during wet rainy seasons and then die away later on and that's generally because they can almost guarantee there are no um, fish predators right in that water so their larvae have a much better chance of surviving okay fascinating
0: so rather than uh, permanent water bodies where you've got um you know big australian
2: bass and things like that yeah that well it's a high risk high reward because your um you know ephemeral water body could you know dry up before your tatties are ready to develop, basically. Right. So there is a trade-off with that.
0: So we're going to see if we can find these little uh, spotteds. I want to let Callum do a lot of the work on this. We're we're, we're getting closer. We're gonna see if we can uh, track him down and get you guys a photo. Go ahead, Mm there, Callum.
2: Can you hear that stuff? Well, there he is. Hold on, just let me get a photo of that. Oh look at that! Yeah, exactly right.
0: That is wonderful.
2: We should get them here,
0: well. Yeah, we'll definitely get a nice photo of that. There you go. We'll get the camera oh, in okay. there as well.
2: And if you come around this way, you can actually see some spawn.
0: Oh wow! So, so there's some. Uh, oh, I uh, 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 I I'm guessing that um, same species as well, right? Yeah. Oh, look. Wow! Look at him there.
2: There, see?
0: That is oh, yeah. fantastic. Okay.
2: That's body sticking on the way too but he will deflate if I move it. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> that's all right, just pick your angle slow. We're getting some fantastic sounds here from him. So that's obviously male? Yes. And calling for a female?
2: Yeah, so I think he might've already had a, a female because uh, there's some spawn behind him. Oh, wow. And then um, he's decided he wants to go again, good on him.
0: Fantastic little animals. Lovely. All right. Well, there's our striped marsh frog. So that's one. We are still after the uh, tusks frog in the area. So uh, we're going to try and get a little bit of footage and a few more photos of this guy. But hey. There we go, that's our third frog species for the night that we've uh, seen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few more that we've heard and uh, potentially uh, uh, potentially identified using the wonderful frog ID app. Wonderful stuff, okay. All right, we're gonna see what else we can find and uh, we'll be back with you shortly.
2: Photo of you buddy. camera okay? <laughs> yeah caught so, the camera
0: Callan took a bit of a tumble because he nearly went head first into a uh, small water dragon that was uh sleeping at head height i think we've woken him up with our crazy commotion
2: sorry little buddy uh
0: so this is uh Intelligama now Intelagama Liguria. um yeah eastern water dragon fantastic little agama lizard and uh you know obviously when you're here around uh the the waterways looking for frogs you're gonna find some other things that like waterways and these dragon lizards will just you know they'll perch up in one of these trees fall asleep and uh sleep up in a tree or, or even sometimes in the water if it's warm enough but uh they you know you'll often find them just to sleep in branches overhanging water very cool little animals Now, um Callum, i'll let you head up first yeah Callum has a lot uh, of being lucky enough by the way using the uh frog id app and the calls that come with it to um produce a return call from atalotus brevis the uh, tusked frog um now (laughs) it doesn't mean we're going to find it just like the uh the pseudophrinae and the um they're pretty pretty small and they can burrow down into the soil pretty well so it's going to be a bit of a challenge but we're going to see how close we can get and then we'll see if we can produce this contact call for you again
2: might have to go around here, i think yeah okay this was pretty close wasn't it oh. mm, okay. <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll try out a little call okay
0: so we're going to produce one using the frog id app and we're going to see if we get one in
2: return so the first call you'll hear will be the app and then hopefully we're going to return one fairly quickly.
0: Yeah. I'm getting a bit of interference from the phone. All right, I'm standing back a yeah. bit now. That was the app. There it is. That's the app. Oh, and we got a return. Did you hear that second one? Let's do that again. Let's see if we can get that one more time and triangulate it a little bit more with. Okay, we'll get the app going.
2: That was beautiful. I hope they can pick it up home, hopefully on the recording. That's, go.
0: So that's the app. That's the app. oh uh, we're getting a bit of interference from the app now so but anyway we got one at least
2: wow we got one we'll try one more spot see if we can get a more in a more accessible spot just down the down the little river drainage bit here and then hopefully that'll be it we'll get one
0: yeah we'll see how we go that may have to uh almost be it for the night as well as we it's nearly uh nearly midnight i believe yeah mammoth night yeah <laughs> and again you know not not the most ideal conditions the uh the weather keeps looking perfect and then uh it's <laughs> switching up on us at the last minute but that's okay that's the joys of herping you know we're out here in the uh in the great outdoors at night time enjoying the fresh nighttime air and uh finding some very cool animals while we're at it I mean what are we we found a brown tree snake we found uh, multiple species of native frog. We found Litoria phallics. We Littoria found uh, a We found striped marsh,
2: frog striped marsh with frogs. Striped marsh spawn behind him.
0: Yeah, and we, um, we and found, we found those Kephahsteins, uh, the uh, bleeding tree frog. Yeah, and then we the found den- Frogs
2: as well to top it all off, which is a uh, I think it's a threatened species under Queensland legislation. Yeah, so that's and a th- and, barric- on the, and on the IUCN red list yep. as well. I believe. So it's a very good find to have here in southeast Queensland, and
0: uh, it's uh, it's quite incredible in uh, in this little secret spot of yours. Oh, it's a yeah, uh, yeah. oh possum. Oh, there we go. There's a possum in the tree. <laughs> look at him go, hey buddy. And look, well, it is quite incredible how much um, how much frog diversity there is here because it's not like where. Um, in the middle of uh, middle of the forest right now. We're, we're kind of uh, on the edges of a semi-urban area.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously there's something about this spot that still makes it useful for frogs. Right. We haven't got a huge diversity. Like I've, I think we've only found three frog species here in the past. So striped marsh frogs, rocket frogs, and the um, all important um, tusk frog. Which is amazing yeah,
0: that they're, 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 they're just yeah right here, right here so close to um, and the, what is basically the suburbs. We're finding yeah. a, an IUCN threatened species.
2: Yep, yeah. and then the ever-present cane toads. We can't get rid of them. Yep. Yeah. Um, but still, these um, urbanized parks that they can be, you know, strongholds for these frogs.
0: Right, which so is why it's so
2: important that we take care exactly of exactly small patches of a very important habitat in an otherwise quite inhospitable area for these amphibians
0: right gives them a little bit of respite and uh gives their populations a little bit of a chance even uh even with all the pressure
2: exactly so these are fantastic little spots and um i encourage everyone just to go down to your local park or something like that you find more than you think you will yeah And, and even if you don't really know how to look for frogs you can go
0: out Hear frog calls, record them on the frog app ID <laughs> frog app uh, frog ID app and uh, you know, it'll do. It tells half. you
2: where to find them, if they're borrowing frogs, tree frogs. Gives you a basic description of where to possibly look. And then you can just start from there. Wonderful. And um, are we gonna try this contact call again here or uh, okay. um, Here's looking for places where he could hide potentially. Like we can hear our straight marsh frog friend again having a good old call. Pock, pock, pock. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll open up the app again. I'll let you get a bit ahead
0: of me there just because of the interference from the uh, Bluetooth with my microphones. rocky outcrop or anything here for him? No, there's uh, just a lot of mud and toads at the moment, hey? Oh,
2: yeah, so I don't think he'll be here. I think our best chance is back at that first spot
0: we were at. Which is uh, up over there, is it?
2: Yeah, right over there. Yeah. Wanna... Yeah.
0: how those striped
2: yeah so i was actually very surprised we didn't find more of them at karawaka because you know even here they're out having a good old time having a croak oh that, that been was a, a... it that could have been a rocket frog we just scared into the water there Pugger. yeah that's <laughs> um
0: it, it did take off with that big old leap uh, yeah, so what L- latoria tri- nasuda right yeah,
2: striped mushroom maybe um, but yeah, I think he took he took off quite well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so even here, oh,
0: there's... What's that? Is
2: that a, some kind of insect. Fascinating. But yeah, even here in these parks, we've got lots of striped marsh frogs. so I was quite surprised we didn't find any at um, Karawasa. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so what's the plan from here? Well, I think we'll call it an eye. Actually, we'll go try one more time maybe for a call on that. Rock side, yep. Um, And if that doesn't yield any results, I think it's bedtime for everyone. (laughs) No worries, it
0: has been a long night, but um, I'm glad we've uh, glad we've got a little bit of extra diversity this time. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, I think we'll really have to plan for conditions as well as possible. They just don't seem to be
2: working out for us at all.
0: That's okay. That's what it's all about. We keep trying.
2: Cross here you reckon? Yeah,
1: sure. Okay.
0: Mm, creek crossing. Mm. And there's our little striped marsh frog. I tell you what i'm gonna get a little bit closer than you so i'm not an in interference but hopefully i have a better chance of picking up the call yeah sure. okay whenever you're ready dude Was that it? Yep,
2: that's
0: it. That's Squeak. Yep,
2: that's him. I don't even have to play the recording.
0: (laughs) There it was. So it's slightly different from the pox. It's got that slightly higher trill. Wow. That is just incredible. There it goes. And um, what you're hearing right there is a threatened species. Of
2: wow, listen to him go. Yeah. it'd be fantastic if we can get closer to him. <laughs> but so I think he's
0: picked himself a very nice hiding spot. I think nice so. Place. Wow. Well, look, we can hear him calling. It's absolutely fascinating to just sit here and listen to, um, that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So where do we uh, suspect that this noise is
2: coming from? I think it will be in, that, in the rocks there, potentially in the leaf litter, or maybe out under the bridge, or maybe some slow flowing water. Mm. Um, Because potentially the reason he's calling is to get a mate. Right. So he's going to want somewhere close to water so that if he does have one come along...
0: And be ready to breed. be ready to
2: breed, ready to go. So I might be able to walk across the edge there, see what I can find.
0: Yeah, you go ahead. I'm just going to sit here and keep recording because, uh... hmm. How often do you have a chance to uh, record the... uh, vocalizations of a threatened species of amphibian.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's just incredible. And yeah, with these uh, headphones on, I'm not getting any real directionality. No. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let you do all the work. The heavy lifting, as always, goes to the honest student.
2: <laughs> I wonder how big that pool is.
0: Right there. Do you think he's on that, that rock ledge oh, there?
2: He's on that ledge. He just
0: sounds like he's right there. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I think we might have spooked him now.
1: Uh-huh.
2: He was going so well, too.
0: <laughs> well, I was just happy to hear it, honestly. Um, even if we don't get to have a look, you know, just to know that they're they're here as, uh, you know, as you said, in these uh, sort of uh, what you would think would be a bit more disturbed areas. They're still here in, um, you know, it, did, it didn't really actually take us that long to find them calling. It's, uh fascinating. Um, yeah, very cool. But he seems to have...
1: <laughs>
0: Let's see how the... Uh, can see how Callan goes bringing up the frog call app, seeing if we can, he can get himself a contact call nice and close. Oh. So that's the app. Yeah, sure. Well look, we've had we've had a we've had a good night of it so far. Um, getting closer?
2: almost coming
0: through. Alright folks, we're gonna see what we can do here about uh Either finding this frog or finding somewhere trying to finish up the show. We'll, uh, we'll be back with you shortly anyway. Cheers, bye. All right. We're back at the car park. All right. <laughs> um, uh, I think that's about it. We're, um, we're pretty buggered. But, uh, hey, look, I was, um, that was fascinating hearing those, um, those tusk frogs. That was, that was super cool, man. Thank you very much for that, Callum. Hi no worries. And um, how, how often do you actually get out frogging out here, man?
2: Um, it's probably the third time I've been out here. I don't get out very much. Obviously,
0: um, yeah, doing the honours is pretty yeah. Schedule.
2: Um, but you, you're always amazed what you see. Even if you see that just one frog, it's better than nothing. It's always nice to come out and see something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, we we you know, obviously had hoped for better conditions once again, but you know, you you, you can't always get what you want. And uh, you know, I, I I think you know. I still had a great time. Listening to those uh, tusk frogs was fantastic. And, um, dude, the Frog ID
2: app, um, that was awesome. It is. It's a fantastic tool. Again, we can, like, academic institutions and governments can only do so much with the funding they have. And downloading this free app to you know go out and essentially do some of our job for us is fantastic that's right and look it's a lot of fun you're um out here listening to all this
0: amazing nature and um recording these frog calls it's uh it's really pretty cool so look um i recommend everybody jump on frogid.net.au get involved in this groundbreaking nationwide citizen science program to help australia's native frogs for free on your phone or on your laptop at home or go to australianmuseum.net.au uh, Australian forward slash frog id hyphen project um, and uh, that's pretty much it callum thank you so much man it's been an absolute pleasure thank you um, and uh, i hope we can do this again sometime soon no worries it's been a great night thank you very much all right cheers mate we'll uh we'll um hopefully be talking to you soon thanks mate. bye